Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Jamel Sanders Show, a division of Jamel Sanders International, where we are empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. Services that we provide, uh, my blog, 
updates on my books and other things are all there on the site. Also on the home page, you can sign up for my empowerment newsletter, Empowerment Breakthroughs. It goes out um, all over the world, and so many people have been blessed as a result of it. In fact, I sent out a newsletter this week, and I know that if you get on the list, you're going to get in some great value and principles and insights to help you in your life and your journey. So definitely connect. Also, all of the links to my social media platforms are right there on the home page. So definitely connect with me. And if you are on Facebook or Twitter, use the hashtag Jamel Show. We would love to know how the method of empowerment is resonating with you, and we would love to do life with you in the days to come. I'm active, and I love corresponding and engaging and having conversations with you. So I look forward to hearing from you in the days to come. Also, I think the only platform not listed is Uh, TikTok, and I think my handle is official Jamel Sanders there. So I look forward to connecting with you and doing life with you in the days to come. I also always like to recommend uh, resources and things to help you. And for those who may not know, beyond this podcast, I am the CEO of Jamel Sanders International, a leading global empowerment firm that is dedicated to empowering individuals to fulfill purpose and maximize their greatest potential through capacity-building systems and programs. Essentially, JSI was created to bring solutions to global problems, And so that is my role in the consulting, advising, leadership development, empowerment space is helping leaders uh, to reach their full potential, whether that's in government or education or business or wherever they are. We want to see you reaching your full potential and making a big impact in the world. So I hope that you will stay connected and that you will find out more about me and my work there on the site. I have written nine books, and I want to recommend two resources to you. If you have listened to my podcast or seen me on television or in magazines or read my books or seen me anywhere, you've heard me talk about identity. And when I started talking about identity years ago, I realized that there was really a need for resources and tools to help people in their lives because so many people are suffering from an identity crisis. And so I, you know, I've talked about it in my keynotes over the years, but I wanted to write a book because there's just never enough time or space to delve into this whole topic of identity. So I wanted to create a book around it. And so I wrote a book, my eighth book, Significance, Reclaiming Your Personal Power in a World that Discounts Your Difference. Wow. This book is a book about freedom. It is about personal liberation. It is about owning your moments, taking your personal power back, and showing up in the world as the greatest version, the greatest expression of who you were created to be. I believe that there is a soul yearning in every human being on this planet to express their significance and to rise to the level of their greatest potential. The problem is that most people have no clue how to do that. And so with very, very personal insights from my life and my journey, I share with you how I was able to end the identity crisis in my life 
take my personal power back, step into my significance, and show up as the most authentic version of myself. And then the book is filled with work-building exercises that are going to really help you do the work and reinforce the content so that you can awaken to your true significance in life. It's a powerful read. I've heard some incredible testimonials from people all over the world about how significance has resonated with them and how they're applying the wisdom and the lessons to their lives so that they can ultimately awaken to their significance and reach their greatest potential. You can find the book through Amazon, Kindle Nook, Major Book Resell, uh, Retailer, excuse me, have access to the book. And my latest release is Honor the Law That Governs Greatness. This is book number nine. I am so thrilled at how this book is gaining more momentum right now. Um, Honor is a blueprint for leadership in the 21st century. Over the last three decades, I've seen a lot of things in the leadership space. This is leadership all over. And one of the key things that I said I needed to write about is this law of honor and this principle. This principle revolutionized my life. It changed the trajectory of my life. It changed the dynamics of my relationships. It changed my platform. It is a very essential law and principle that we all need to master and allow to govern our lives if we're going to be the leaders that we truly want to be. This book is going to empower you to reach your full leadership potential. And so the book really delves into the cries and challenges of leadership in the 21st century. It talks about the mentor-protege relationship, how to redefine it. And most of all, this book really delves into how do we move from potentiality to power? How do we move from um, from a promise to prophetic destiny? And we do it through a process called prophetic development. And so Honor is a prophetic development book. It is a book that serves as a, as a catalyst for transformation and growth in your life. And this is a book that every leader needs to read. I have heard some phenomenal feedback and stories, aha moments, epiphanies that people have had while reading Honor. And I'm so grateful that it has resonated with people in the way that it has. For those of you that may be new to the show, I just did an interview um, on a Biblical Perspective podcast with Prophet C.T. Johnson. And in this interview, I really began to unpack in a very short time, it felt like to me, uh, unpack this whole principle of honor and how it operates and how to get it to operate in your life. And so I encourage you to check out that interview. It's through the Charisma Podcast Network. And then after you listen to the interview, I encourage you to read the article um, that was written about honor. Yes, it was featured in Charisma a magazine, they did a, a write-up on honor and basically a little bit about the interview and what the book is about. So I think you'll get some benefit out of that as well. You can find all of that on my social media, and you can get honor through Amazon, Kindle Nook, and most major book retailers have access to honor as well. Um, to all of you that have supported the book, I thank you and I appreciate your support of honor and my work and the work that we're doing around the world. And as always, I want to make one um, slight comment and suggestion to you. If you have uh, been benefited or grown or 
been developed or really just enjoyed listening to the Jamel Sanders show, I would encourage you to leave a review, uh, whether it's on um, iTunes or wherever you, you listen to podcasts. Take a moment and leave a review. Reviews are important because it helps me to see um, what people are getting from the platform, and it also helps us to rise in our numbers and to get more listeners and people tuned into the show. So I would love it if you would take a moment and just rate the podcast and to share your insights about how this podcast has benefited you and how it's been a blessing to you on your journey to success and reaching your full potential in life. Our book club is Reading Straight Up by Trent Shelton. He is someone that needs no uh, introduction. I think we all know about Trent Shelton, but this book is just a phenomenal read. Uh, My book club was recently relaunched, and this is the first book that we're reading, Straight Up, Honest, Unfiltered, as Real As I Can Put It, Advice for Life's Biggest Challenges by Trent Shelton. It's a phenomenal book and a phenomenal read, and I picked this book because it's kind of – deviation from the norm. We've read autobiographies. We've read spiritual growth and development books. We've read leadership books. We've read business books. We've read a bit of everything. But I love this book because, first of all, you're not going to be able to consume it in one setting. I'm an avid reader, and even I was not able to read it in one setting. And the other reason that I really, really love this book is because it is not just a book. It's a success system. And so every chapter has work and exercises and things to help you really grasp the concepts and the material that's being discussed. So I want you to get a copy, Straight Up, Honest, Unfiltered, As Real As I Can Put It, Advice for Life's Biggest Challenges by Trent Shelton. Get a copy. Stay tuned. We're going to have a conversation, and I look forward to hearing what you got from the book and the takeaways that you received in the process. So stay tuned. What we're going to do right now is take a very, very quick break, and we're going to jump into this topic as we continue the series, Change Your Life. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Jamel Sanders Show, empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. All right, welcome back. So we're continuing this series, Change Your Life, The Power to Create Your World. And if this is your first time tuning in, over the course of the past few weeks, we've delved into beliefs. Uh, We've talked about self-limiting beliefs and perceptions and psychological constructs that can hold you back and keep you in cycles of frustration, failure, and defeating your life. We talked about how it is impossible to transform the trajectory of your life without dealing with your uh, thinking and that essentially your belief system is the foundation and the bedrock for all success, 
all prosperity, all breakthroughs, all growth element in your life, it all begins with how you think. And it's not just how you think. What I've discovered over the years is that it's not just how we think, it's what we think. And when we are able to get to the essence of what we think, then we can begin to deal with how we think and we can begin to transform the trajectory of our lives. It's not enough just to say, oh, I'm thinking a certain way, but let's examine what you're thinking and why you're thinking that way so that we can begin to shift your paradigm and move you in a different direction. Why is this so important? Because in order for transformation to happen in your life, your mind first has to be exposed to a new or a better way of doing something. And so when this happens, I call it moments of awakening or awareness in our lives. And when we come to this awareness, what happens now is we have the opportunity for our minds to be stretched to a new paradigm and a new way of living and being. And so when this happens, new information is able to get into the mind and we're able to see new possibilities and realities for our lives. So our paradigm greatly shapes our uh, perception and our perception greatly defines the possibilities of what our lives can become. And ultimately, as I often tell people, the perception begins to form the path that our life is going to take and the progress that we're going to make within our lives. And so we spent a lot of time and really delved into that. And then we talked last time about the battles uh, that come with change in your life and creating your world. And we talked about the battle for before. We talked about the battle for right now. We talked about the battle of becoming and the battle of your future. It was a phenomenal and powerful, powerful episode. So if you haven't listened, I hope you'll go back and listen. But today I want to talk about blind spots. Why is this so important? Because it doesn't matter how great your potential is or even the capacity that you have for success and prosperity in your life. One of the greatest barriers to your greatness, to your growth, and to your development are your blind spots. And so there's a scripture in the Bible that says it is the small foxes that spoil the vine. In other words, it is those areas that seem so trivial and insignificant in our lives, almost futile. Those are the areas that hinder the greatest fruitfulness and forward momentum and progress in our lives. And these are the very areas that we often neglect and they rob us of the destiny and the future um, that has been prepared for us. So this is what I've discovered in my life. I've discovered that negligence wants to negotiate with you for your destiny and your future, right? That negligence wants to negotiate with you for your destiny and your future. What do I mean by that? It's often the things that we are not doing that is hindering the progress, the growth, the development, the maturation, the movement, and the success of our lives. A lot of times we are focusing on things that are inconsequential, but we are missing the essential elements that are absolutely critical to the progress and the transformation of our lives. Let me say that again. Many times we get caught up in inconsequential details but we're missing the essential factors 
that are critical to breakthrough and transformation in our lives. In other words, oftentimes we are giving our emphasis to things that really have no uh, bearing on our future, our destiny, or the progress and the momentum of our lives. And so what I want to do in the time that I have today, I want to talk with you for just a few moments about some of these blind spots that can stand in the way of your progress, your growth, your development, and you rising to the level of your greatest potential. So I hope that you will buckle your seatbelt for a moment. I hope that, first of all, you will let down your defenses because defenses are an enemy to your deliverance. They are an enemy to your freedom. So let's not be defensive. Let's get relaxed. Let's listen with an open mind and an open heart. And let's apply this wisdom to our lives so that we can be greater versions of ourselves, okay? So one of the things that is a blind spot to a lot of people's success and prosperity in their lives is what I call preconceived notions and ideas, okay? And when I say preconceived notions and ideas, I'm talking about the things that we think we know that we really know absolutely nothing about. One of the things that was very, very hilarious to me years ago uh, when I was starting in the space of empowerment and leadership development, I had written a piece, and it was being posted on social media. It was on a pretty large platform where the information was posted. And so, you know, this person had um, responded to the, the article and said, you know, I don't need any of that. I already have a good life. And so, you know, I said, okay, I understand. Thank you. And, you know, you have a great day or something to the effect of that. But, you know, after that, that, that exchange of words, I began to think about it. And I began to say that it's very, very dangerous to get to a point in, in your life where you say, I'm good, I don't need to learn anything else, I don't need to know anything else, I don't need any more information. Uh, in essence, what you've done is you have stunted the growth in your development, and you've done it by saying you've learned all there is to know. Well, let me break it down in a more simplistic terminology. I mean, the, the library is filled with an abundance of information, more information than um, our human brain, our human psyche has the ability to process at even one per second. And to say that you know everything, you're at a good place in your life, is just a very, very selfish statement to make. It is a person that has totally closed the door to growth and development in their life. And so I believe with all of my heart that humanity is in a constant state of evolution and growth. And anything that does not evolve and grows dies. And so to ever make a statement like that, no matter what stage of life you're in, is to ultimately make a prophetic pronostication that you have learned all there is to know and that there is no room for growth or development in your life. And this is a very, very, very dangerous statement to make. And this is what I mean when I'm talking about preconceived notions and ideas. There are people that will tune out a message before they even listen to it. 
already know about that. I don't need to know that. But what we don't understand is that even if it is a piece of information that we've heard before, there are layers to learning. And so you may have learned a concept on one level, but there's something else you can implement and you can take your understanding of that concept to a whole different level and produce a whole different result in your life. But the reality is that if you're going to be a person of progress, if you're going to be a person that is fulfilling your prophetic destiny and doing something meaningful in your life, you don't want to be a person with preconceived notions and ideas. You have to train yourself. You know, I was honored by Huffington Post as an icon next years ago, and when they gave me that honor, I wrote about the key to my success has been being a lifelong learner. There's always something to learn. I'm always reading. I'm always growing. I'm always talking with people and learning what I can learn. Why? Because I want to be the best version of myself, and I want to maximize my potential. And I know in order to do that, I have to stay open to learning and gaining new information. And so you never want to come in with preconceived notions and ideas because that's a major blind spot to your success, to your momentum, to your prosperity in life. And then another blind spot that I want to talk about is the blind spot of pride. Pride is an ugly monster. And pride has destroyed more people than you could ever imagine. Pride is one of those things that we have to guard aggressively again in our lives. I noticed that I did not say that you should not feel good about yourself. There should be a sense of pride and dignity is really the word that I like to use. You should have a sense of dignity about yourself and who you are and who God has created you to be. But there's a fine line between dignity and self-worth and pride. And so pride is ultimately this monster that wants to exalt itself in our lives and ultimately rob us of greatness and destiny and reaching our full potential. Uh, Pride causes an individual to buy into a narrative that they are better than everybody else. They are greater than everybody else. They are on a different level than everybody else. And more importantly, the thing that brings the greatest stench to my nostril about pride is it gives a person the impression that everybody else is beneath them. And so anytime you see uh, symptoms and attributes of pride trying to creep into your life, that's something that you need to attack aggressively in that moment and come against it because what the world does not need is another prideful, egotistical leader. Um, In my book, Chosen, I talk about pride and how pride not only cripples potential, but it corrupts the power of a leader. And one thing I have seen over the last few decades is I've seen what what pride can do to a leader. I've seen how it can corrupt and destroy a leader. And what we don't understand is that leadership is a privilege and not a right. 
And so we think because we ascend into the great heights of success and prosperity and notoriety in life, we begin to buy into the notion that we did this, not realizing that leadership is a privilege and that we have been privileged to be placed in this position uh, of power and authority to lead and manage and direct organizations and nations and individuals and that we should never get it twisted that this is our own doing or our own merit. And so I think one of the ways that you guard against pride is to maintain a state of humility. Now, I have to say this, humility is not allowing people or life to walk over you as if you are a doormat, but humility is walking with such a level of the word I'm looking for. Humility is walking with such a sense of gratitude for where you are in life and for the things that you have in your life. That's a good way to say it. Humility is walking through life with such a sense of gratitude about life and what you have in your life. Somebody was asking me a question about success years ago, and this is what I told them. Everything I am and everything I think I have achieved is by the grace of God. And so if you live with that philosophy that whatever you have, whatever you think you have accomplished, whatever you think you have accumulated in your life, it's only because of the grace of God. You will walk through life with a greater sense of humility, and you will realize that leadership is a privilege. This is an honor that I get to walk in, and this is not... Uh, something that I should begin to take for granted. This is not an opportunity for me to abuse my position or to abuse the people that serve me and help me. But leadership is ultimately about service. It's about serving humanity and serving humanity from a place of humility. And so one of the blind spots that hinders so many people in their lives is this blind spot of pride. You have to deal with pride. There's a big difference between self-worth and dignity and pride. And so when we see those, those attributes begin to operate in our lives, we have to begin to address them because that's something that has the ability to derail us as a leader and to hinder us from um, growth, development, progress, and all those things that we desperately want to see in our lives. So that's another uh, blind spot that we have to watch out for. And then I want to turn my attention to this one as well. We've dealt with preconceived notions and ideas. We've dealt with pride. Now I want to deal with this whole quality of self-deception. If you've read my book, Chosen, I talk about in great detail this self-deception principle. There is no deception greater than self-deception. And it was one of the philosophers that said, to thy own self be true. We live in a society of people that has attempted to engineer uh, and redefine what truth is. Uh, We live in an era where many people say, live your truth or your truth, this is your truth, or define what your truth is. But the reality is, is that it's not about living your truth, it's about the truth. And the scripture said that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Notice it didn't say your truth. So truth is not 
what we decide it should be. Truth is not what our opinion says. Truth is not what we interpret it to be. But truth has already been established. Truth came and walked the earth over 2,000 years ago in the person of Jesus Christ. And so because of that, it's not my truth or your truth or what I feel or what I think, but it's about the truth. And what we have to guard against, especially as leaders, is guard against this whole philosophy of self-deception. So many people think that they are more than they are, and they think they have more than they have. And you never want to be self-deceived because it it opens the door for self-deception and self-derailment. Write that down. Self-deception opens the door for self-destruction and self-derailment. And I've seen it happen over and over again with people, you know, so a lot of these people operate in pride, too, and they go and they're real snooty and they have their noses up in the air at everybody. And, you know, they think they're this and they think they're that. And then the sad thing that happens is life has a way of of breaking people, um, hitting that breaking point in their lives and bringing them all the way down to a place of humility. And then a lot of times their eyes are opened and they didn't realize you know, how far they had failed. And so I want you to be a person that is not self-deceived. This is what I always tell people. How do you stay humble and grounded? How do you guard against being self-deceived? Never give too much credence to a person's compliments or a person's critiques. Write that down. Never give too much credence to a person's compliments or their critiques. If they compliment you, great, great, you know, oh, thank you very much. If they critique you, Thank you so much for, you know, sharing that with me or bringing that to my attention. But never putting too too much emphasis on that, never putting too much weight or value in those things. Don't don't allow that to become a source of uh, validation and, uh, and confirmation for you because it really opens the door to people becoming self-deceived. They begin to believe their own hype and their own press. And they begin to think that their word is law, that whatever they say is right and whatever they say goes. And then they begin to attract a lot of yes people around them that are going to just cater to their philosophies and ideologies. And the reality is that you guard against self-deception by putting people in your life that will challenge your uh, premonitions and your that will challenge your premonitions and your assumptions. That's the word I'm looking for. And so you need people around you that will challenge you in those areas of your life. You're not always right. Your way is not always the way. And so we really have to guard against self-deception, and we have to guard against thinking we're more than we're not. We all have a gift. We all have a talent. We have all have an ability that God has given us in the form of a seed called potential. But the development of that seed is a process and a journey, and no one ever arrives. It doesn't matter what level of mastery you reach in the world, you never arrive. We're a work in progress. There is always a developmental work than an inner work that is taking place on the inside of all of us. And so you guard against that self-deception in your life with very strong accountability. 
Do not stack your life with a bunch of yes people that are going to tell you what you want to hear. You need some people around you that will say no, that will tell you you were wrong, that you didn't handle this correctly, and this is something else that will also keep you humble and grounded so that pride is not able to operate. So do you see how all of these things kind of connect? We talked about preconceived notions like about uh, pride. Now we dealt with this whole thing of self-deception. And then this is the one that I really want to key in on with the time that I have left, okay? And this is what I call lack of development. I want you to write that down. Lack of development is one of the greatest blind spots in our life. So you have this self-deceived person that thinks they're greater than they really are, and then you have this group of people that just have a total lack of development in their lives. Now, if you have followed me or my work for any length of time, you know that my concentration is really in development, is helping people to develop and to reach their full potential and to fulfill the thing that they've been created and destined to do in their lifetime. But what I have discovered is that it is very easy to get a person um, to perceive uh, that they have the potential to do something great or meaningful in the world. That's not the problem. People can perceive potential, but the problem is that we don't have enough people that are willing to develop potential. It's not enough just to perceive. It's not enough to just possess potential. Potential has to be developed. It's in seed form. And what I've noticed is that when it comes to this whole developmental piece, nobody's interested in the development. We just want to be great. We want to stand on great platforms. And we're we're not ready. You know, I I made a post on social media today, and I said that many people um, are so busy making connections, but they fail to build capacity. It does no good to make great connections and you have no capacity. What are you going to say on those platforms? How are you going to equip people? What solutions are you going to give? What wisdom and insight and strategy are you going to give? You can't just get up and say, oh, I'm gifted and have great potential, but you have to be graced to stand on certain platforms in life. And the only way that you're going to stand on certain platforms in life is through building your capacity. And so what we do is we gravitate towards people that feed our dysfunction and deficiency. Write that down. We gravitate towards feed our dysfunction and our deficiency. And we, we gravitate away from people that will fuel our growth and development. And so what happens is we don't realize that we're crippling our lives because we just want people to coddle us, but we don't want to be challenged. And so if you are not challenged, not only will you not change in an area, but if you're not challenged, your capacity for greatness will never emerge. And so we live in a culture and a society that wants success in pristine conditions. 
I want you to get that. We want success in pristine conditions, but success happens in pressurized conditions and situations. And so we're afraid of the pressure, but we want to be great and powerful people in the world. And the only way you're going to be great and powerful, you're going to have to allow somebody to get their hands on you and to get hands on in your development and in your growth. And so what happens is when those people begin to show up in our lives, we begin to back up, we begin to uh, repel them because, you know, we say that this person is hating on me and they don't want me to be great, and that's the opposite. That is the antithesis of what's happening. They want you to be very great, but they know that in order for you to be great, you have to be willing to develop. And so this piece of development is really one of the greatest blind spots to change and growth and success in the lives of so many people. You have got to develop. It does not matter how great your potential is. It doesn't matter how great your talent is. In fact, I always tell people talent is not enough. And so if you're depending on your talent to take you somewhere, it'll take you there for a short while, and you'll be brought back down because why? The world will see you as an embarrassment because you did not have the 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 diligence and you did not have the strength and the inner fortitude to develop so that you can stay there. See, one of the things that I tell leaders when they come to me and they want to be consulted or advised or they want me to train or develop with them, one of the first things I tell people is this. I tell people this, and I, I want you to really, really understand this today. You know, it's wonderful that you have a great gift. It's wonderful that people have acknowledged your gifts and they have acknowledged uh, your talents and your abilities. But I don't just want you to be successful. I want you to have sustainable success. The world is filled with one-hit wonders. We have people that are up today, down tomorrow, and we forget them and they almost never existed. Why? Because the development didn't happen. And we don't develop on the stage. We develop in the dark room, and nobody wants to go in the dark room. And it is in the dark room where our character is refined, our temperament is refined, our uh, paradigm is shifted all of those different qualities that make us a great person, a great leader, a great, um, you know, a great manager, a great CEO, a great C-suite executive, all of those things that make us great happen in the dark room. And so if you can't handle the dark room, you don't deserve the spotlight. And so we have a lot of people that want the spotlight, but they want to avoid the dark room, and the dark room is where your development takes place. And so if you want staying power, if you want sustainable success, if you want to be a person that we can look back 30, 40, 50 years later, and they're still standing, and their character is intact, and their brand is intact, and they still have brand equity, you're going to have to be a person that is willing to develop. Development does not happen in a day. Development happens in a lifetime. And in this cookie-cutter microwave generation, everybody wants success right now, and they don't realize that when we choose gratification over growth, we destroy our legacy and we destroy our future. 
You cannot continue to choose gratification over growth. You cannot continue to choose pleasure over process. You cannot continue to choose desire over development. You have to realize that development happens not in a day but in a lifetime, and you have to be willing to go through the work. You have to be willing to allow the inner work to take place in you so that you can be built to last. I want you to be built to last. I want you to have enduring, sustainable success, longevity. I want you to leave a legacy that speaks well beyond your lifetime and generation. But that does not just happen. You have to be willing to develop. And how are you willing to develop? You have to be willing to develop by being willing to cooperate with the process understanding that this is a process and being willing to work that process through so that we can get that greatest version of you that the world so desperately needs to see. My desire is to see every human being on this planet fulfilling purpose, maximizing potential, making a positive impact in the world. But I know that in order for that to happen, it only happens through development. And when we choose development today, we can say yes to destiny tomorrow. Your destiny hinges on your ability to develop today, and you need to be committed to your development because if you will commit to your development, your capacity for your destiny can begin to be unlocked and you can make a significant contribution in your lifetime and your generation. But it's all up to you. Development, it is an investment that you have to make. It's an investment that we have to make moment by moment, day by day, week by week, year by year, cycle by cycle. You have to keep choosing development. And when you choose development, you're ultimately going to choose your destiny and you're going to do some phenomenal things in your lifetime and your generation. Watch out for the blind spots. If we ignore our blind spots, it will produce prophetic barrenness in our lives. That means that we'll produce a life with no results, no momentum, no manifestation, and no rewards because you have to watch for the blind spots in your life. And if you will address the blind spots, they can become a catalyst for breakthrough and extraordinary results in every area of your life. The power is in your hands. Develop yourself, develop your gifts so that you can be all that you were created and destined to be. Thank you for allowing me to spend this time with you. I hope you'll stay tuned as we continue this series again and we arm you and empower you with the tools you need to change your life, the power to create your world. I'll see you again real soon.